Moving Iron Podcast Wednesday show. This is Wednesday show number three or four. No, remember. Anyway, really on top of it there, yo. I'm, I'm all over it. Yeah. So this is the show where Brent Carlson and I from the Dryline Farmer Podcast sit and discuss the world's topics, and then when we're done, we have everything figured out, and the world's a better place. So, no. <laughs> God forbid. I don't know. We couldn't screw it up any worse than anybody else has. I don't. I don't think we could possibly do oh. worse than that. If if we can screw up worse than what I've seen on Twitter, dude, we're gonna have to go get some therapy. Yeah, that's that is no kidding. There's a uh, there's a mountain of stuff going on. Of course, it's a political uh, a political ramp up here to to going into next November, and obviously, everyone in the dog has got something to say, and nobody really cares about America right now. They just care about getting reelected. So, with all that fun stuff going on. That's always yeah. Before we get too carried away, Brent, let's. Uh, Let's talk about what's going on in the markets because that is a uh, that is one of those things where you have seen a tremendous amount of, of volatility here of late, and a lot of it in the uh, upward side of that because of the USDA forgot to carry a one, I guess last last week. So when they released that last report, so they uh, they double counted something, or there's a mystery someplace where a bunch of bunch of uh, carryover didn't show back up or whatever it was, but they re. Uh, they reallocated some numbers there, and since then, the price of corn and soybeans have, have been on the way up, and it looks like December 19, um, corn numbers have got close to that to that 490 number, and that, that or the 490, I wish it was 490. I wish. 390 number. Um, Is that Canadian? <laughs> yeah, it's the metric, metric dollar. Yeah, metric dollar. <laughs> it's all based on zeros, man. <laughs> so it looks like last night it closed down. Well, I got my alert here. I got my yeah. no, well, we're up up a half right now. Yeah, so we're up at three ninety six and a quarter. So that's uh that's a oh. long ways. So that's come up what forty cents, fifty cents, something like that from that August low. You know, it's ground. Yeah, we made a what was our low about three sixty. Let's see if we can find that here. Yeah, it's um it's made a slow grind. I've I've uh, carried a big um, spread position in the Dece July July of next year versus this Dece and. Uh, I think everybody and their dog was playing it, but it got out to, I don't know if it was a record or not, but it was a 30 cent premium over to the June. And now it's back in under 20. So, which that was pretty much uh, acted in concert with the overall rally in the market. Did you like, that was pretty cool acted in concert. But um, so like, I'm looking at the chart now here and um, I'm just seeing a couple things that I'm sure every other trader that's been doing it for more than 15 minutes is seeing it filled the gap here, and uh, there's all kinds of bullish signs on this chart. You've got an inverse head and shoulders. You've got a bull flag with a uh, breakout to new highs. You filled the gap, and I'm thinking, you know, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, we filled the gap. So I'm guessing, you know, your next resistance, unless I can draw a, a moving average here, but I'm betting we're above the 50-day, um, is maybe, uh-oh, Casey, I know you like this one. It could be at 420. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We all know what that means. Puff, puff, pass, baby. Puff, puff, pass on the corn. 
Uh, you say, I'm sure do you think they make like corn bongs, corn cob corn cob bongs? That would be has. Somebody has. I've watched dude, you know how much live PD I watch? Dude, they are all it's never theirs anyway. Oh yeah, we're way below the we're way above the uh, 50 day moving average. Let's see. We if we could go to uh I I hope you appreciate how um let's oh no, that's the that's the 20 day. Sorry, here we go. 50 day, 50 day. Yeah, 50 day, we're still way above it. And uh, 50 and the 20 day, not that that really matters, but it's they're crossing. So let's see if we can find where that 100 day bad boy is. And um, going up there, period. That's what, ooh, I hope that's not what she said. Okay, uh, let's see. So the 100 day, that's probably your, actually your next one. That's at 409. And um, so they averaged it or rounded it. It's 409 and 3 eighths, so where there's no such thing in the futures. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, all point, I mean, unless this report blows people out of the water uh, coming out, what, that's tomorrow? Is it 11? Ele- I'm sorry, Central Time? Yeah, it's usually around 11 or 12 o'clock Central Time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, I mean, technically, this, this thing is pointing up. And um, let's see, I don't know if uh, you had a, a close watch on the uh, soybeans there. They've kind of made made a similar been, run. They've been bouncing around a little bit. I don't know that they've been like overly well. Last week when that that uh yeah, last week when that report came out, I remember what it was, but they soybeans on Monday took took a huge run up. They were up like yeah. seventeen cents and and um they Oh, they're of, up. I'm sorry, go ahead. They're up ten right now. Right. So yeah, yeah. they're 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 rallying. So, um, yeah, so in the bean, you know, the bean chart, it's not, I mean, it's still got everything pointing up. It had a bull flag broke out of it. It's almost kind of got an adverse head and shoulders. So I'm looking, it's looking like you're shooting for that previous high back all the way back in, well, there's a high back in July, but a real, the, actually the contract high, at least over the summer is over there, 949 and a half, 950. So that's only less than 20 cents away. So, uh, Yeah. It all looks pretty good, you know, technically. We'll see what the numbers come out tomorrow, but uh, I'm sure they can pull something out. But um, so, I don't know. So, being a cotton guy, <clears throat> cotton is that thing where I had Sean Hackett on my podcast and he talks about what's happened with cotton quite a bit. And we're, you know, we're looking at some, some world slowdown as far as economy goes and back and forth. And he thought there was going to be a bit of a, a bullish run up on cotton up to somewhere between it could be in the low or the high 60s, low 70s, somewhere in there. Right. What are your charts showing you now? Well, cotton looks a little more – it doesn't look precarious. It just looks a whole lot more boring because, um, you know, we've uh, – and cotton, I, we call it the white locust for a reason because it will blow up your nose and, you know, you'll be ended up in jail before you know it. But um, because <laughs> it, it moves it moves like uh, for no reason at all. But, uh, you know, actually, I uh, – this, this is a very small – I did my own personal crop tour yesterday of the northern – part of texas i went to get some hay over there at vernon and from over here in hereford that's about a three-hour drive and that's uh vernon texas is right there as you get to the uh, where the panhandle on the east side of the panhandle turns over and heads east that's kind of where i headed that's where it's at and um i drove you know i drove it yesterday back to get some hay and uh cotton looks pretty good you know but that's a pretty small um a pretty small sampling but um as far as, you know, technically, you know, it's kind of, it's trying to grind higher. You had a high back over there on that, uh, September 13th. And, um, you know, really there's, 
you really can't call any breakouts until you got a kind of a consolidation area back there in July. But um, as far as technically, it's kind of boring. As far as fundamentally, I'm guessing I was actually at the gym a couple of days ago and, you know, it's kind of, we, I was sitting there with the gym manager. We were just kind of shooting it and, you know, it's pretty much demand, you know, because I don't see how there possibly could be a crop out there that's any kind of bearish because as we've said multiple times over the Southeast and the Southeast part of the United States where they have cotton and the Mississippi Delta. And then here in the South Plains of Texas, it's all, I mean, everybody had some kind of weather event, you know, they burned up early in the Southeast. They had that tropical system that went up the Delta right right up the Kulo and, um, you know, tore it all apart. And then the South Plains, you know, they had, I, uh, we went to the Texas tech game this past weekend and drove through and there was a bunch of corn, um, that people planted behind failed Milo. And now that corn has failed because as we all know, it has to rain to make corn. And if you get South of, uh, well, if you, if you start getting close to Lubbock, you start running out of water, especially for corn. So, um, you know, it's fundamentally, I guess the demand just sucks and the supply is, I mean, I guess the demand sucks so much that the lack of supply is just not, it's just not bullish enough. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we actually got lucky and contracted some back at 70 here. Oh, that was back in, um, I guess the uh, mid spring, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't really foresee. I mean, maybe if it got to 70, that would be awesome. But I just, I mean, there's going to be got to be some kind of trade deals. All I can figure. Yeah. That trade thing has got to get taken care of. I mean, <clears throat> we talk about, you know, the soybean thing that the, the, uh, depending on what side of the fence you're on, the, the soybean and the corn deal is getting beat up by, uh, especially soybeans is getting beat up by uh, the pundits about, you know, if we had a trade deal, you know, soybean prices would go up and they probably would. There's no doubt about that. But when China has um, buys about 50% of our, of our exports that we, that we sell and, and then you correlate that with the 50% of their hog herd that they feed it to doesn't exist anymore. I have a hard time believing that the price of soybeans wouldn't be, in a similar situation with or without a, a trade deal. Now trade deals not helping anything. I'm not going to say that, that it's making it, that can make an excuse for it at all, but there is a, there's uh, a high likelihood that the price of soybeans would still be pretty close to where they're at now with or without a, a deal with China. I mean, yeah. There's just not enough. There's more supply than there is demand. I mean, it's just simple economics. Yeah. I mean, if this isn't a good test of uh of just basic supply and demand of your, you know, of your market fundamentals. I don't know what it is because there are so many things to factor in. Of course, you've got that Trump element and um, ain't nobody got time for that because ain't nobody knows what he's going to do. I, he dudes cost me some, some significant trading capital over just over a tweet. And I mean, you can have stops in there and it'll go through your stop and you just, I mean, you can't do anything. You just have to, lick your wounds and go on, but, um, that's part of trading, but it, it's a, I know there's probably a lot of traders out there that are just as soon he didn't tweet. So unless, you know, you're right a lot side. of people out there to assume he wouldn't. Tweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, probably Turkey or the Kurt. Yeah. Oh, the whole, that whole deal. It's yeah. Turkey and the, in the Syria deal. It's, I swear I, I, I saw one tweet and I'm like, Dude's got to be joking. He was talking about something in his infinite wisdom. And I'm like, somebody has either hacked him or because, again, somebody is typing these out for him. And I don't know who it is, but he's got him on a leash. 
and he's it's it's a chokehold because I don't know. You got to think this guy that's typing these out for him is, I mean, he's got to have like blinders on or something because the stuff this dude tweets out is unbelievable. Yeah, the uh, for anything, I mean, the tweets are entertaining. I'll give you that. I mean, they make, oh yeah, sure, they're great to read because you never know what's going to happen, right? But some yeah. of the stuff he comes up with, I'm like, man, dude, yeah. Somebody. Dude is not predictable. I mean, if he was a movie, he would be a yeah. A twist would be involved like every five minutes. You could never you could never stay with the story. Yeah, because it's always a shocker. Yep. So I, I know you said you're going to have your uh, weather feller on. You need to ask him what an apparent temperature is, because I'm looking at this uh, tweet from the National Weather Service of Des Moines. Mm-hmm. They've got two maps. Uh, one, I guess, is today forecast, and this one is Saturday. So I guess at the, at the weather office, do they say, well, apparently it's 69 degrees today, but on let's see, on Saturday, apparently it's going to be 19 degrees. Holy crap, it's going to be 13 degrees in Storm Lake, Iowa. I've never heard of Storm Lake, Iowa. Would you live in a place called Storm Lake, Iowa? I mean, it's just the, the indication of just the name of the town sounds like it's going to be a rough place to live. If it, would you live in a place called Hereford? <laughs> <laughs> it's a cow, dude. At least Storm Lake's got a little action in it. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. No, no, no. It's uh, no, I was just looking at this forecast. Apparently, dude, how, dude, what's the temperature outside? Well, apparently it's 69 degrees outside, but I don't believe that. I think it's more closer to, uh, 47 but you know what's the dry heat though that's what yeah, the, oh, the yeah, part don't, don't even heat. don't even but they have uh, this this stuff here he'll be on here a little bit later and i'll make sure i bring that up but it's a it'll be a uh it'll be a, a trip let's see what happens but there is a uh there's a lot of stuff going on man does he have a pretty tight tagline bam weather no not yet he's got a uh he needs he's, the talent brothers we've got a few things going on but it'll be you know, his overall aspect of what he has happening is most of the time. Bam! He's, <laughs> most of the time he's on. That'd be awesome if he would say that. He'd be like, bam! <laughs> next bam weather. Emerald. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he could have like a sexy chick's like, bam, weather. Yeah, that would be, that's a nice tagline. Because he's got an X in it. Yeah. Isn't it bam, weather, X? Bam! Bam! Double X. It's not quite that bad. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's jump back in here and talk about some some of the news we see happening today, Brent. When you look when you look around and you see the stuff that's going on, what uh what are some of the news things that are jumping out at you right now? I just say God help us. Okay, so I turned over to the Drudge Report because I I don't guess the Drudge Report is uh just terribly pro Trump. (laughs) Yeah, but you know. I'm surprised. So they've got in red on the headlines here. Trump tells Dems to, what does he tell Dems to? Oh God. Without looking at it, what does he tell them to do? Hang it in their ass. Shove it. That's Uh, right. Close. War war on impeachment, illegitimate. So we've gone from the war on terror to war on a constitutional article of impeachment. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So um, I would say it's Trump is always at the top of the deal. Um, Another headline over here, Constitutional Collision Rocks the Nation, Pelosi Tested. And um, let's see. Oh, and I was listening to what was it on? It was on Glenn Beck. Was it on Glenn Beck yesterday? They stole our story and talked about the uh, – was it on Glenn Beck? I don't know. Whatever it was. No, it was on Bill Burr. He was talking about how uh, 
picked up the cannibalism story and yeah. um, how it was going to help climate change and everything. But, you know, looking back on that, if you're eating the people, oh, no, okay. If you're eating the people that have already died, then it's not like those people that are dead can contribute any more carbon emissions. I mean, unless you count the carbon emissions that the people eating them are going to produce from the people they ate. Well, I think, I think the concept is there's going to be less cows. So then that's going to deal with cows and chickens and all that other stuff. And we're going to enjoy a nice filet. So I think a filet, a filet me. (laughs) (laughs) um casey i think we need to do a a a taste an impossible burger versus a a real burger we need to we need to put that in the offing for maybe of course this is a morning show but i i'm i've probably eaten a hamburger in the morning before Uh, a taste off i've definitely had hamburgers early in the morning yeah oh yeah Uh, so what's the late night uh, restaurant up there we have ours is always whataburger in lubbock doing scott's bluff yeah, it's the roller dog at the local gas station, man. The roller That's dog, nah. Is that where you take your old lady for a nice oh, night yeah. out? Yeah, we're gonna be like, hey, we're get, gather the kids, honey. Get <laughs> yeah, Waterburger. I don't until I turned about twenty five. I didn't know Waterburger was open during the daytime. It was, <laughs> I did. I always thought you had to be half lit, and the sun had to be down before Waterburger would be opened up. So I was kind of same with Denny's. I didn't realize Denny's was open during the day. I thought right, they, like a late night thing. And then yeah, oh, they're they actually open twenty four hours. Look at that. They're only <laughs> they're only hitting grand slams in the middle of the night. Yeah, right. They seem to be the busiest though between midnight and four. Yeah, so. yeah, between college, drunk college kids and homeless people, yeah. it's a it's a busy outfit. So uh, yeah, we used to have a. When I was in school at Kansas State, there was a there was a place called was it called Bob's Diner, and that was the same way. There'd be a, a thirty minute wait at two thirty in the morning, but there'd be uh, no one there during the day. So, so, so how um, how big is Manhattan? Uh, Manhattan's probably well now they they moved back the big red one back to Fort Riley, so it's significantly bigger than it was when I went there, and um, there is a. Um, like a hundred thousand or I don't it might I don't think it's that big. It might be okay. Fifty, seventy thousand, maybe fifty to seventy five thousand, oh, maybe. I, I'm just trying to gauge your um availability of fast food restaurants. Cause see Lubbock is, you know, Lubbock when I was there, well it's not I mean, yeah, it's a lot bigger now, but you know, it was at least two hundred thousand when I was there. So it's probably a quarter million now. But um oh, yeah, yes. Manhattan's somewhere near that big. When I was going to school there, Manhattan with everybody going to school there. I think was like fifty thousand. That's counting the, the students, twenty five or thirty thousand students that were going to school there. Oh, okay, yeah, not near as big as I thought. I imagine it's probably it may it might be close to a hundred thousand now. It might have doubled in size since they moved everybody back. But yeah, now what are you talking about? Moved everybody back. So uh, Fort Riley, the big red one. Oh, the, Fort Red. Okay, hold on here. They had. Um, Damn it, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> they had. They had a. Uh, that was based in Germany, and then they moved it back to the United States um, at Fort Riley in, the, I don't know when it was, 2002 or three or four, something like that. And it, they had 100,000 of the whole division. So, Oh, wow. So all the division plus their families and everybody else, and I thought they said somewhere around a couple hundred thousand people were going to come back because of that or something. So, Okay. There's a big, big jump there in population. Sure. In that immediate area anyway. 
So. Lubbock had a well. There's a uh, old Air Force base on the outskirts of Lubbock, but it's more of a uh, like a facility, a learning facility, or something now. So yeah, right. but that was never really Texas Tech was always the big heart of it. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing you wanted something serious to talk about here on the news. Um, we can talk about Lil Peep's mother sues managers over his death. Uh, let's see how syphilis. <laughs> How syphilis snuck up on Americans. Yeah, right. What, what, is it, a, what is it, a squirrel that darts out in front of your car? Syphilis does not sneak up on you, Casey. I don't, I've never, I mean, it snuck up on a few people throughout history, <laughs> but um, I just but, go, I think in today's, today's world, sneaking up, syphilis would have a hard time sneaking up on anybody. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to text this to Landon because we have an episode. How syphilis <laughs> snuck up. On America, this is like a, a a classic episode of Live PD. Oh, I didn't put that there. <laughs> See, you didn't put your syphilis on you. <laughs> Somebody put it in your pocket. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> snuck up on Americans. You, you think it, syphilis snuck up on like Puerto Ricans or Swedish people or anything like that? I don't. I, I, only in America, uh, Casey. Only in America only can in somebody America. say syphilis, an STD, snuck up on me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what happened, honey. I, I was just was minding my business. Next thing you know, it, it's going to be so. <laughs> just jumped. Well, I mean, for lack of a better term, it just jumped my ass. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay, okay. So there's that. There's a shock poll. Three in ten Republicans support impeachment push. Do you believe that? No, I don't believe that either. There ain't no way. Blindsided ally. Let's look at that one. A three in ten shock poll. Three in ten Republicans support Trump impeachment. Impeachment. I've been doing radar Ricardo too. Who long. did it? Who who did the poll? So this is oh yes, Washington Post. Okay, that's Was, Washington. At all. Yeah, a fifty-eight percent majority of Americans say House Democrats were right to begin an impeachment inquiry of President Trump. Fifty-eight percent of Americans can't even say who the vice president is. I mean, right. for real. And a 49% plurality say the House should vote to remove him from office. The House can't vote remove uh, vote to remove him from office. That's the Senate. Yeah. House should vote to remove him from office, according to the Washington Post SCAR school poll released Tuesday morning, where, where, they, uh, where they questioned 47 kindergartners between nap time and lunch time. Oh, no, that's not what that says. <laughs> okay. They, the little children only were in the plurality of the impeachment because they thought when they heard the word impeachment, it was snack time. So, uh, no, that's not what that said. I want an impeachment. <laughs> I, want a, I want an impeachment now. <laughs> Support for impeachment has jumped significantly across the board since the White House released a transcript of Trump's 20, July 25th call with Ukrainian President Voldemir. It sounds like Voldemir from Israel in like the 40s. President Voldemir Garcia, no, Zelensky in late September. So, yeah, I don't know. The clear partisan split in the results, but there's a clear partisan split in the results, but 28% of Republicans say they support the House impeachment investigation. No, they don't. This says a 21-point jump, jump from Washington Post ABC News poll in July. Yeah. Nah, I don't the know. thing about impeachment, whatever your opinion is of, of, yeah. of Trump or what it was of Bill Clinton or whoever it was, impeaching a president doesn't do anybody any good at all does our country no good it's just a fun story yeah and unless there's something just egregiously wrong there i mean yeah they tried to impeach clinton on on the fact that he lied about 
you know. Well, he lied under oath. Lied under oath. All about. And but what do you lie under oath about, man? I would wouldn't want my wife to know that either. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. If I murdered somebody, I didn't want. I wouldn't want anybody else to know either. But if you lie under oath about it, it's a misdemeanor or yeah, perjury is a misdemeanor, I guess. Yeah, and the there's there's many other things that that uh the Clintons have been accused of that are far higher on the list than yeah. the perjury, right? Or like perjury under oath, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Oh, I know. Same way with all the presidents. You know what? I bet you could go look at any president in the United States and every one of them said in a roundabout way, you know, if you want aid, I need you to do this for me, you know? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. But now they just assume the country burned down as to let this guy keep going. Yeah. um, That's the sad thing about all this stuff, man, is that all these people are running for office and they don't really care about what happens to the United States. And they can say they do, but I, I'm over the fact of what, of what they think and what they don't think. Because as I look at it right now, these people are more concerned about getting reelected than they are yeah. anything that has to happen with the United States of America. And, it, and right. it's sickening to me that I had to sit there and listen to Rachel Maddow or yeah. Sean Hannity oh, yeah. tell the exact same story, but it's 180 degrees apart. It is. I'm not I'd a Ellen fan, but I can tell you what she said yesterday to me made a lot of sense. And who's and this? Ellen DeGeneres. Oh she, yeah. 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 I, I mean, which, she made a great she's point. A, I mean, I like her. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I've never, I don't like, skip work to watch a show or anything like that <laughs> yeah right it's <laughs> you do oprah though <laughs> well oprah's different it's a whole different thing um dr Mar- Mar- Provich is the one i like to skip work for because it's the same thing over and over again there's a lot of dna tests getting done out there. <laughs> you are not the father <laughs> <laughs> but, but that whole point of what she said is true i mean we're wherever it's because someone doesn't think the way we think or, no. or whatever else we have to hate them. And that just drives me crazy. And it's split the country apart. And it's, it's not, it's not, it's not Trump's fault. It's not uh, AOC's fault. It's nobody's fault. It's everybody's fault. Everyone's yeah. involved and everybody's to blame for it. And it's, I'm just it's sick and tired of it. You know, I didn't tweet it out, but I was, I'm, I was going to, I was going to, to, I was going to, I was going to say, you know, on this, that Ellen and George Bush thing, if you were, any level of shocked or in disbelief that you saw those two sitting together, having a pleasant time, you are the problem. Exactly. If you saw nothing more than two people talking and having a good time at a football game, let alone a former president of the United States and a talk show gal. And you saw nothing. If you saw anything else than somebody having a nice time, you are the problem. Yep. Exactly. Every time you're the problem. Absolutely. Absolutely not. So, well, Brent, I think we solved once again. We solved the world's problems, and I think Word. we can move on with the rest of the day here and solve some more problems next week. So, I like it, Brent. Tell everybody about the Dryland Farmer Podcast. It's awesome. It's better than the Moving Iron Podcast. So we wanted to get that. <laughs> but um, we have a weekly podcast. It's me and myself and Landon Nolan, and we talk about anything and everything. And I think this week it's going to be how syphilis snuck up on Landon. But, uh, no, for real, we, uh, we just try to keep it light and, uh, we know everybody's the world's act and making everybody's heads explode. So we try to, um, diffuse the situation a little bit by getting a little more outlandish and wild. So, uh, you can find us on iTunes and Google play everywhere. Podcasts are found and, uh, drop it out there on my Twitter at trader Brent Landon is at no twit Landon 44. And Casey's usually pretty good about retweeting it. So, and we're of course 
as we are with Casey, we're on the Global Ag Network. And, right on. Uh, we always love people to download and talk. And this is the Moving Iron Podcast. You can find it all the exact same places Brent just repeated out. And also, like you said, we are on the Global Ag Network. So, Brent, till next week, have a good, good day and uh, go get your cotton ready, man. All right, dude. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Moving Iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for Find us here. Move.